0: and also protects our clients as well. You can learn more about UpHeal and the awesome work that they're doing in the world uh, by going to sellingthecouch.com forward slash UpHeal. And UpHeal is uh, spelled U-P and then H-E-A-L, all one word. And at checkout, be sure to enter the promo code COUCH25, C-O-U-C-H, and the number 25 to get 25% off your UpHeal plan for the first two months. Hello, hello. Welcome to a new season of the podcast and episode 191. I took the last month off just to focus a little bit on self-care, being a dad, spending time with our family of three, and yeah, and just a a lot of self-care and try to catch up on sleep and Figuring out all those different things and I'm excited to be with you and just excited for a new season of the podcast. Thank you for taking the time to tune in. Today's session is a very cool topic. One that I know that many of us have questions on and are trying to navigate, which is G Suite. So Google's application. So Google's Gmail, those kind of things. And specifically, how do you use G Suite as a tool? For managing private practice. To be completely honest, I didn't, I thought this could be done in theory, but I didn't realize it until this interview. And so my guest today is Gordon Brewer. Uh, Gordon is a licensed marriage and family therapist. He's in Kingsport, Tennessee, and his website is at kingsportcounseling.com. That's his private practice website. He also does consulting for therapists at the practice of therapy.com. And Gordon has a ton of experience when it comes to G Suite. He's learned a lot about it. He uses it for his private practice. So these are things that he actively is trying to figure out. And so I'm excited for this conversation. We'll get, we're covering a range of things. One is this question of, what exactly is G Suite? What is a BAA? So when you pay for the premium version of of G Suite versus the free version like Gmail, what are you getting? And then this question that I've always had, which is when they say that they're signing this BAA, a business associate account that keeps our information secure, keeps client information secure, does that cover just Gmail? Does it cover all of it? Does it cover certain things like Google Sheets, Google Forms? So I, I know the answer surprised me. And so, but there's also a very subtle thing that there's, for example, there's actually a tool that Google has that many of us use that is actually not com- covered by this BA. And so that's, that's something definitely to, to think through in those things. Today's podcast is supported by Turning Point HQ. Uh, this is a brand new sponsor on the STC podcast, but David and... I call him Dave. Dave and I have gotten to know each other over the past two years. He was a previous STC podcast guest. And honestly, Dave is one of the most kind and generous and helpful people that I know. And with sponsors, you guys know I'm I'm super discretionary in terms of who I share uh, the STC audience with. And Dave, when uh, we talked about sponsorship, he was one of those people. I had zero doubt. And so Dave is a financial planner, uh, specifically for therapists. And his whole mission is to transform your relationship with money. I know for many of us, uh, money is something that, and the money stories that we have often been told, it impacts a lot of how we do business. It impacts how we approach things like retirement and investing and all of those things. And Dave understands that. And he comes from just a very hard centered place to help us build out an investment in a retirement portfolio. Dave actually has this really cool guide. Uh, it's absolutely free to download, and it's called The 7 Money Mistakes That Hold Therapists Back. You can find it over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash turningpointhq. And that guide has a lot of the things that, that can hold a lot of therapists back. And actually, if you go through that link as well, you get $200 off any service that Dave provides. So we'll get right to today's conversation. Here's my conversation with Gordon Brewer from thepracticeoftherapy.com and Gordon's private practice website is at kingsportcounseling.com. Hey, Gordon, welcome to Selling the Couch.
1: Well, hey, Melvin, I'm so happy to be here. This has been excited about this for the last week.
0: Yeah, I'm so grateful you're here too. You reached out quite a bit of time ago. And again, I'm so sorry, it took me a little bit of time to reach out, but well, you're a wealth of knowledge. And I'm, I'm just so grateful for your time.
1: Well, I'm so glad you invited me. This is Yeah, uh, I've been listening to you and a follower of your podcast for some time. And so I was thrilled to be invited.
0: Yeah, well, when you posted your a wealth of knowledge, as I shared, and you shared some topics that you were interested in, and the topic we're talking about today is G Suite. And Specifically, as a tool for managing private practice, and I was like, "Man, this is such a good topic." Because a question about G Suite gets posted probably every other week, right? <laughs> In the S two C community, I feel like yes. For me, I know it's does. Like there are parts I know about it, but then like security, like I have a bunch of questions, so I'm I'm, I'm excited for this conversation.
1: Yeah, yeah. So yeah, G Suite was something that I really got interested in. I, I guess what, back when when I really started getting into my private practice in earnest, I think the, if I recall, the, the way that I happened on it was I was really looking for a way to be able to use my website URL on my email rather than just my name and then at gmail.com. I just thought it would look much more professional to have my website, KingsportCounseling.com as my email address. And so I started researching that and lo and behold, you can do that through Google through their their suite of tools, which if you have a Google account, you've got access to those tools, you know, like Google Docs and Google Sheets and Gmail and Google Calendar and all of those things that we were we were fami- I was familiar with anyway. But I found out that if you sign up for their paid version of G Suite, they just went up on the price. It used to be five dollars a month mm. per user, which was just a, a killer. I think it's gone up to maybe six or seven dollars a month, but still it's just very reasonable. They will give you the ability to use your website URL in your email and use it through regular Gmail. So you it's just like logging into Gmail, but you use your URL to log into your Gmail account. And then also, and this was the clincher, was I was looking for a way to send me email and use email that was encrypted, which is required by HIPAA. And also that they would give you that, that BAA that you need for HIPAA business associate agreement and Gmail did all of that. And so I thought, wow, you know, well, what what else can we do with this? So hmm. I started looking into it and just researching it. And And long story short, I developed a course just to teach therapists how to use G Suite. So hmm. I've got that course. It's just called G Suite for Therapists. And it's on, on, on my website, practiceoftherapy.com. And you can go there and you can find that. And so it's just an online course and it's about five or six hours worth of material that I put together that just shows uh, teaching people what I've learned over the the last few years using G Suite.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I'll definitely link to that course because that seems like that's such a a wealth of knowledge and I imagine it's even hard for us to cover in 25 minutes, you know? Right. All that you've learned. So you said a bunch of stuff and I was like, man, this is so cool. So I, personal story, I remember the first I realized you could use your own website URL for an email, but right. I didn't know you could do this through Gmail, so a mm-hmm. lot of these website providers they have their own little email service kind of built in right right, so right. I remember I set it up the very first time, and i and I think I got it all right, but then trying to log into this thing. Trying to, you know, then I wasn't sure if it was secure, like all of those questions. And I was like, and I remember the first time I found out Gmail actually does this. And I was like, so kind of those one of those like mind-blowing moments. Right. And then you said to that point of the price, you're like, Mm -hmm. man, this is like very reasonably priced for Mm -hmm. what you're getting, you know? And I mean, for me, it's like when I consider something in terms of price, it's can this make what I'm doing more efficient? Can it help me do things quicker? those kind of things. So.
1: Right. And that was really my whole purpose in really learning all the other tools with, with G Suite. You know, I would have, you know, gladly paid the $5 a month just to do the email. And, you know, and then when I started looking at all the other things you could do, like one of the hidden gems of G Suite is Google Forms. And with that, you can actually create a form. So like a, for example, a client intake form or something well, along those lines that you can actually embed on your website. So people can go online and fill out the form. Mm-hmm. And then it automatically puts all that information into a Google Sheet. And so you got got it into a, in a spreadsheet form automatically when they fill out the form that you create.
0: Wow. So, so Google Sheet is sort of the Excel equivalent. Yes,
1: yes. And it's kind of like an Excel light in a way. But for the most part, now you know, I'm like everybody else, I was using you know Microsoft Word and you know all the Microsoft products, and they're great th- products as well. They're a little more beefy. But I've what I've found is is that when I use the the Google products, they're just easier to navigate for yeah. my and and also it, it resides in the cloud, which our friend Roy Huggins is as he harps on a good bit. You know, you're actually safer to store everything in the cloud because number one, it's backed up. And plus Google is gonna have a whole lot more security in their file stores than you can put on your computer.
0: Hmm. Yeah. And I mean, and just that that portability aspect of it, right? Right, right.
1: And so, you
0: know, as we expand in terms of I mean, you know, everything from, you know, online counseling to, you know, mm -hmm. I I know there are colleagues that are listening that do things like walk and talk therapy and just yes, yes, ability to have access to that, you know,
1: Mm -hmm. right.
0: Right. So you mentioned a couple of things. I want to always make sure that I don't make any assumptions. So you mentioned something called a business associate agreement, a BAA. Mm -hmm. And so tell us a little bit about what that is. And then what, so when Google signs this, what are they saying? Like, what are they? Right,
1: right. So one way to think about this is that I'm kind of a visual person and like to use metaphors a lot, but it's like if you, if you had a paper folder hmm. and you put some information inside that folder and you needed to send it to somebody across town hmm. via the internet, so it'd be like me walking out the front of my office and the way the internet works and having this folder and saying, "Okay, are you going that direction to somebody walking down the street and they 'll say, "Yes, I am well I say, "Well, take this folder as far as you can, but don't look inside the folder it 's secure information i don 't want you to look inside here. Can you assure me that you 're not going to look inside the folder and that that information is protected from my computer to its destination hmm. so." In many ways, the BAA is an agreement with Google that they're going to handle your information in a secure way. Mm -hmm. And And that is one of the big HIPAA requirements is that you have kind of an assurance and an agreement with this third party that's handling your information to make sure it's secure.
0: Got it. Yeah. So when they say they're going to handle it in a secure way, what are they doing? Like, are they encrypting? Like, what are they, what are those, more of those details?
1: Yeah. so it's, it's a, a lot of high tech stuff that I'm not up on as well. I understand the concept of it, but essentially, you know, they've got not only servers, but they've got backups of their backups. Then everything, like you said, is encrypted where it's, where it's stored. And so if somebody were to hack into their system it'd be very difficult if not impossible for them to get to your information. And then the other thing that the business associate agreement does is that it, it says that they're going to back up the information. So if they have a server goes da- down and they lose the information on that on that particular server, they've got a backup of it,
0: right? And so uh- Gordon again, not to put you on the spot, but like do you know like I guess hypothetically, if there was some sort of a breach or something like what is what does that b a a mean like is it just assuring that there won't like they'll keep it secure?
1: yeah, that's essentially what it is, but also with the b a a and this is another thing about HIPAA, and i apologize, i don't know the exact details of this, but if so if you have a breach of security, you've got to notify the people whose information it is, mm. and let them know how you're going to recover that. Mm. And so part of the BAA kind of puts the things in place saying that Google's saying, yeah, we have processes in place to protect that information should something something happen. bad happen. Yeah.
0: Right. So I, it sounds like the BAA doesn't just cover, like, this is how we're going to keep your information secure, but it also covers, this is what we will, these are the protocols we have in place if right. something were to happen. Where that data is compromised in some sort of way. Right. I asked you this question like before we got started. Oh, yeah. Like the answer kind of blew my mind. But so I think I'm being completely honest. So I understood the concept of the BAA, and for some reason, I just always assumed the BAA just covers like Gmail. But when they're signing this BAA, what exactly are they covering? Like, is it just.
1: Yeah, one of the things that's great about G Suite and all of those core applications. Which the core I'm gonna probably leave some off the list, but their core applications are Google Docs, Google Sheets, Google Drive, which is the storage portion of it, Google Calendar, Gmail, Google Forms, and then there are a few others that are covered in their in their core applications. All of those are covered by the BAA. So what I do it for example, what we're doing in my practice is is that we have people fill out as much as possible electronically online, but any documents that we have that they have to sign off on, we scan those documents and then store them in Google Drive under that, under that client's name, and it's secure. And that way I'm not storing it on my computer, and then it's backed up in Google Drive, plus I can access it anywhere. So, But all of that is covered through their business associate agreement.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. So you said something, which I wanted to kind of pick your brain on. So you said on your website, so these are things that folks download, then they write on the forms or is it like, are the forms are all, is it like a Google form that they fill out and then it.
1: We're in the process of changing over. I'll Not to plug anybody too much, but we're using our electronic health record system as therapy notes. And so we're using that and they have the ability to have some electronic signatures, but you could do the same with Google Forms and that people could fill out the form online. You could embed that on your website and it would probably be like somebody asking general information or you could even do like intake forms, anything like that. But Google Forms saves all of that information on a Google Sheet. Also, you can look at the individual responses in the Google form app, but all that information is secure once they fill out that form. And so essentially with that, you could be paperless around a lot of your, a lot of your forms.
0: Right. So I guess on the website or the way that you're sort of envisioning it for the private practice, does someone like do like a consult and then do you give them a link to the form or are the forms like just on the website and you kind of just direct them there and they fill it out and it,
1: Right. What uh, What would probably make more sense, I'm kind of thinking out loud here, would be if you do, somebody inquires and you give, you do kind of a general intake with them, what you would want to do probably is send them links to those forms mm-hmm. rather than just have them on your website. Right. You could maybe have like a general information form, you know, like I'm interested in doing an initial consult with someone. You could do that form and embed it on your website. But when somebody actually does an intake with the therapist where they're going to have more detailed information, you would probably just want to send them the link to that form and then they fill it out online.
0: Right. So, and that makes perfect sense because one, it allows us to kind of filter in terms of making sure it's a good fit client, that kind of stuff. And then also it allows that little bit of rapport to be established before, you know, sending them this longer form potentially. As yeah,
1: well. absolutely. Yeah,
0: you 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 have, as you mentioned, you have this course on G Suite and sort of in my last little area of of conversation is if you could think about like the kind of the three big tips for using G Suite, what do you think those top three kind of tips would be?
1: Yeah. So one is is just educate yourself on the the different tools and just be familiar with those. What the the other thing too is there are some things within G Suite you have to be cautious about that aren't necessarily as secure. For example, a lot of people have been and I did it myself and didn't realize this. I just assumed that Google Voice was part of their core group of components but Google Voice is actually not covered by the BAA. So you have to be careful about that. Uh, I know a lot of therapists use like Google Voice for their for their practice phone number. The other thing is just making use of Google Drive. I mean, it's just you can just really streamline your office with Google Drive and being able to make sure that you store your files and you've got the backups there you know i encourage people to buy just a you know an inexpensive scanner just to be able to scan documents store them in the google drive and then you can um, then shred those documents and you've got them and so that way you're not having to have a lot of paper files and that sort of thing and so but also the the gmail i think is absolutely one of the big selling points with uh with the g suite group of tools of being able to have that HIPAA secure email.
0: Right. Well, even speaking of Gmail, like I feel like you and I are wired very similar in that when we like a piece of technology, we got to get, we got to dirt out on it, you know? So mm-hmm. uh-huh. Gmail and just some of the stuff you can do in terms of like filters and, you know, all sorts of stuff like, Oh can, yeah. I mean, you can send it to certain folders. You can have it bypass, you know? So right. You have something, for example, I would imagine like a folder for potential client consults, you know? It.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and yeah, and that the the other thing is just being able to uh, get a hold of the inbox of being able to quickly sort things out. You're right, using those filters, but yeah, it, there's you know the other thing too. But you know, my course is specific to therapists, but Google has some of the best support out there in terms of tutorials and and all of that sort of thing, so you can learn a lot of the lot of the ins and outs of the different tools that they have and the different applications you know you can uh, for example with google docs one thing that's great is you can convert documents to either a word format or a pdf in google docs you just go into the the file up there and you say download as and then you choose the format so when you're sending things to clients you probably want to send it as a PDF. So that way they don't uh, necessarily mess up your file. And then plus they they don't have any trouble converting that with most programs out there.
0: Right. I guess when you convert it to a PDF, can they write on the PDF or do they have to then download it? And
1: If they're using something like Adobe, Adobe, uh, what, what's the name of it? You know what I'm talking about, the PDF yeah. reader, Well like yeah. Adobe PDF reader. There's a function with that that you can have them. They can fill out the form in that. Got it. There's other, there are just so many little hacks though with with Google Docs. So for example, when you share a Google Doc with someone, you have to be careful with the settings there because it might be that they can edit to the, the doc document. But here's a little quick hack. In a Google Doc, if you want to share, send a document to someone, everything of course is done in your browser. Obviously, all of Google's products work best best with Chrome. You know, go Go figure. So at the at the end of the URL in any Google Doc that you open, there's going to be a little tag there that says edit. You can copy, you can copy that URL and send it to somebody else and then just change that little edit tag at the end of the URL to copy, and then that forces them on their end just to make a copy of it and not change your document. So that's a real quick hack that a lot of people aren't aware of with Google Docs. So so for example, with uh, part of the G Suite course that I have, I developed this system called the Session Note Helper, where you're using Google Docs in conjunction with Google, I mean, Google Forms in conjunction with Google Docs, and then there's a little add-on that you get, and it converts the Google form into a Google Doc. And so you create a session note on the form, you just fill out a form with drop downs and clicking on, and then it it produces a narrative form session note in a Google Doc. And so in using when somebody gets that system from me with the templates, I'm just prompting them to make a copy of my template using that little. Little thing on the end of the
0: yeah. URL. Wow, that's so smart. <laughs> you are really like the, the king of, of G Suite. Yeah, I never even.
1: Yeah, I do kind of geek out on this stuff and sometimes I
0: <laughs> kind of
1: scatterbrained with it.
0: Right. No, no, it's like, oh, that's just so good. So I wanted to circle back to like two things you said. So out of all of the like the different, you know, Google Forms, Google Docs, Google Drive, what would you say are the ones that you tend to kind of use the most for your counseling practice?
1: Definitely. Well, obviously Gmail, mm-hmm. uh, but also Google Docs and Google Drive are the two that I use the most. But also I've got, yeah, I use Google Sheets a good bit. I've whole other thing that I've been working on or putting together some accounting templates in Google Sheets that, that can be used for your the financial side of your private practice. So
0: That's, I've got
1: that. That's the other big course that I'm working on right now is just the Money Matters. Course in private practice, so
0: That's got cool. that.
1: Got yeah, that. Yeah, definitely out. let me
0: know, and I'll uh, I'll be sure to share with the community. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Live. and then I think that the final question I had was: so you said one of the that that final tip again, your three tips were: educate yourself, be cautious around certain things within G Suite, so or within the Gmail sort of Google platform specifically. Right. Google Voice is not covered by that BAA. Third thing you said was make. Really good use of Google Drive. So, again, this is a little bit of a nerdy question, but do you like have folders or subfolders within Google Drive? Like,
1: absolutely. Yeah. So,
0: what are like the common ones that you use?
1: Yeah. So, like for um, all of our client documentation, We've got kind of a double system here. We've got it stored in our electronic health record system, but also we make a copy of it and put it into Google drive. So in my Google drive, I've got clients by year. So like client, new clients that I get in like 2019, mm. got a folder there. And then I've got individual folders for each client that have all their documents in that individual client folder.
0: Can you make that subfolder within the big folder or is it?
1: Yeah, you just have a, you have your Google Drive, you create a new folder within Google Drive, Clients 2019. And then you go open up that Clients 2019 folder and you create subfolders for your individual clients. So you just go over to, if you're in Google Drive, just go over to the top left-hand corner and there's a big, button there that says new so you click on that and you've got choice of creating a new folder uploading a file whether you want to use google docs google sheets or whatever but whatever folder you have open in google drive that's where it will create that new thing that you're you're creating
0: awesome really really final question so okay (laughs) so when you're having the clients like 2019 are you Using like first name, last name, initial, like, or full name, like, how are you?
1: Yeah, you could. that, that's, I think that's how we have it. I think we have just like first initial and last name.
0: Okay. We have
1: it organized in ours. You know, yeah. The other thing too, is if you're, if you're really concerned about security, you could create a system of having a, um, just like a client numbers. Mm you know, and use those instead, and then just have an offline kind of master list uh, that you keep up with, you know, low tech getting bad. (laughs) You know, that's, that's,
0: yeah, I mean, in some ways, sometimes it is like, right, the more secure way. I I like that sort of hybrid perspective, though, you know, having numbers and Gordon, I'm so grateful for you. Grateful for just this wealth of knowledge. I feel like we could probably talk about this. Yeah, we could go on forever with this stuff. What are some of the best ways that we can learn about you and, and the awesome things that you're doing in the world?
1: Right. So I also have a podcast, the Practice of Therapy podcast, and you can find that at practiceoftherapy.com, and then my my private practice website is just kingsportcounseling.com, and it's just all 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 one word, Kingsport, K-I-N-G-S-P-O-R-T counseling thing, and also I've got that. At practiceoftherapy.com, you can find all of my courses and that sort of thing. And then if you want to email me, I love to get emails from people, just gordon, G-O-R-D-O-N at practiceoftherapy.com.
0: Sounds good. And I'll be sure to link to that in the show notes, which you guys can find over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash session and the number 191. Uh, Gordon, thank you again for doing this. Oh,
1: thank you, Melvin. I'm hoping to get you on my podcast too.
0: Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, all, all right. Rest of your day. Okay. You too. Hey there. Hope you enjoyed my session with Gordon, and uh, specifically if you've been thinking about using G Suite. Or even if you're using it and didn't quite realize some of the pretty amazing things that you can do with G Suite, I hope that today's session has just been really helpful for you. Uh, Gordon mentioned a course that he has specifically on G Suite. And so if you go to practiceoftherapy.com forward slash G Suite course, again, that's practiceoftherapy.com forward slash G Suite course, you can Get more information on that course if you're wanting to dive a little bit deeper into G Suite and figuring out how to maximize it and for your private practice. Gordon mentioned a number of other resources and tips and a whole bunch of other stuff, and I put all of that on the show notes page for you, which you can find over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash session and the number 191. So I was reflecting on this session, and I don't know if you could tell from this episode, but When I get really excited about a topic, I get kind of, I always have to like pause and collect myself and not try to jump into the conversation, which I was very tempted to do during this session. So I learned a couple of things and I just wanted to highlight those. So one is that the BAA for G Suite covers kind of that whole suite of things, right? So Docs, Drive, Sheets, Gmail, but it does not cover Google Voice. And that is something... Just to be really careful about and and thoughtful about, because I know that it's reality is, you know, I've thought about using Google Voice as well. You know, it's very efficient. But just this session has also further reminded me that, you know, it's not a secure medium and, and that BAA doesn't cover Google Voice. So the other thing that I took away from this session is you can actually use G Suite to really automate a lot of different things for. Our private practices, right? And so, I love the idea specifically of keeping things on the cloud, kind of reducing our own carbon footprint, those kind of things, making less, you know, less paper, all of that kind of stuff. And so, yeah, so that was kind of the, the stuff I, I took away from from our time together. And Gordon, actually, if you are a SDC directory member, Gordon here in the next couple of months is actually going to do a live Q and A on G Suite. So any questions that you have, anything that you're specifically struggling with when it comes to implementing it, it's an opportunity to ask Gordon and just pick his brain. And so you can find out more about being part of the directory over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash directory. Before we wrap up, just wanted to take a moment to thank the team over at Turning Point HQ for supporting today's podcast session the Turning Point HQ is the result or is the brainchild of David Frank, who is a financial planner for therapists. And as I've mentioned before, uh, Dave and I actually have gotten to be good friends, just an awesome person to work with. And one of the things that Dave will help us to do is create a holistic and an intentional retirement and of an investing plan that supports you to lead a really awesome life. Because ultimately, I think for many of us, it's we invest, right, to create the life that we want, and uh, it's to do it in an intentional way. And Dave, honestly, is just one of the most, like, heart-centered folks that I've ever met, and you're absolutely going to be in good hands with him. You can learn more about Turning Point HQ and the awesome services that they provide over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash Turning HQ. And if you go through that link, uh, Dave actually created this seven- financial mistakes that therapists make. It's a free downloadable. And uh, you can download it right there. And then you also get $200 off any of your any of the services that Dave provides. Be sure to mention that you heard it on STC. Have a great rest of your day. And thank you again for tuning in. Bye. Thanks for listening to the selling the couch podcast. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit www.sellingthecouch.com.